Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family, and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. 60% of people are suffering from a chronic disease today. There are five main sources in our home that are contributing to those chronic diseases. And most people have no idea that they're using materials within their homes that are actually making them sick. What if you could clean your home safely? You could have easy to make recipes with items you already have, and you could make a few small changes to get yourself on that path to wellness. In my course, I'll show you how to detox each and every room of your house and create a healthy home environment. And welcome everybody. I'm so glad you are tuning into the show. Please let us know where are you watching from. If you're going to have questions coming in today, we want to hear those because that's why we're here is to help get those questions answered. I am really super excited for today's guest um, because Teresa is doing something that I am passionate about. I feel like there is a divide Oh, in many, many, many ways, but we're going to talk about health today. We're not going to tackle any other issues, but in my communities, I just feel like sometimes there's this, oh, we have to go about this complete holistic approach to our healthcare versus traditional medicine and that there's people with, we have to do one way or the other. We're not marrying the two and using both. And I believe that there's a time and place place for everything and that we would get so much further if we work together. And we're going to talk about how much further we could get and the impact we could have on the globe, you know, if we did this, because it could be huge. So Teresa. Um, Khaled Moore is a holistic psychotherapist. She has um, an, a book called Bridget. So if you guys have not gotten it yet, it came out in Amazon last July. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, it's called Bridget. It's the integrative medicine approach to the healthier to the healthcare crisis in the United States. And I really encourage you to read it because she provides so many stats that's so important for all of us to know with that. She is the founder of the Bridget Movement, and we're going to hear more about that in just a moment. And she started her work in the social uh, work field. Mm -hmm. And God bless you. You have the patience of a saint to be <laughs> in that industry. Uh, my mother was a social worker, um, but her belief is that we have to work with the uh, the mind, the body, the spirit. It's the whole person. Teresa, we're so excited to have you with us today. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Amy. I'm excited too. <laughs> well, and I want to dig in on this. Um, first of all, you've been at this since 2009. And, and let's talk about what this is. Tell us what it is that you would like to see happening in our world today. Okay. Well, it starts with what you just said, merging the two, creating the bridge that's going to combine traditional medicine and insurance, because this mm -hmm. goes on in the insurance industry, 
and holistic health and wellness, really shifting our healthcare to a wellness model, not a sick or symptom model. That's what, that's kind of what it is now. And we all know it's a problem. Everybody knows it's a problem, but we don't know how to get out of it. And I am motivated to try to figure out what, what, how to do that and what we can do to do that. So what do you see? First of all, let's talk about how do we say this is a sick model? I mean, maybe there's people listening to us today going, well, what do you mean it's a sick model? Um, You know, it's the sick care model, I should say. Well, a lot of the things that we go to the doctor for treat our symptoms. They don't actually treat the cause of the symptoms. Right. So ultimately, we're moving towards a functional medicine where it's like, what is going on with with the body and why are we feeling this? And Mm -hmm. it goes into our environment, our food for sure, Uh, you know, our stress levels, all those things, the things you talk about on your show create our, our, the baseline for our health and wellness. But what we're going to see is a symptom of allergies, of immune responses or autoimmune disorders. And we're going to, so we're treating the symptoms of that, but we're not actually getting to the cause of why we are having those symptoms. So ultimately that's the goal. But do I think we could start with looking at traditional illnesses, you know, whether it be eczema or cancer and saying, are there other things we can do besides the main um, chemotherapy or the steroid cream, right? right? You know, could we use some essential oils on eczema? Absolutely. I, I it immediately works. So looking at how to bridge it, how to bridge those things and at least work towards our health and wellness using more healthy approaches not just traditional medicine, but I'm with you. We need it too. I broke my arm. I needed to get an x-ray and I needed to get a cat. I mean, I, I'm not going to work on that. You know, right. so I, I I did later. Right, right. <laughs> right take me to the ER. You know, you're, if you're having a heart attack, you yeah. need to go into the hospital. If you're having a stroke, if, you know, there are things that we absolutely need that, function for. So let's get into, I want to get into the mentality behind both sides, right? Mm -hmm. So I see, how do I want to explain this? I see a problem with our communities in a big, big way. All right. I was in the automotive industry for 30 plus years, and I love it because in my industry, I was all about preventative care for the car. I was all about maintenance for the car. I I ran oil change shops for 30 years. So it was about if you want to extend the life of the car, you have to take care of it. You got to, you know, rotate the tires. You got to change the tires out. You got to change the oil. We have to do these things. And people seem to kind of grasp hold of this idea when it comes to your car, when it comes to maintaining your home. Mm-hmm. We know, you know, every five years or maybe sooner, depending on where you live, you got to paint the outside of the house or you're going to have, you know, whatever it's built from that's going to deteriorate. But we don't seem to transfer this knowledge to the body. Does you're that right. make sense? Absolutely. In the book, I, I compared it to homeowners insurance and auto insurance because they don't pay for our oil changes and our tires and our gasoline, you mm-hmm. know, and the mentality of the communities or a lot of the patients that I have seen is, well, if it's not covered by my insurance, I'm not doing it. Okay, and, well, yeah, yeah. And that becomes a problem. But But even before you even get to whether insurance covers it or not, 
people are not seeing their bodies that way either. Right. If it's not broken, if there's not apparent, you know, symptoms, I'm not going to fix it. Or they're just, it takes a crisis to happen to their body before they're even willing to take a look at being proactive with it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. The way I focused on it was the lack of self-care. It's really a, a pandemic of lack of self-nurturing. I mean, we just stopped doing it because we're relying on other people, mostly our doctors and hospitals to fix it when we when we run out of gas when the, when right. we break down, so right. I, I I we we want to focus on self care and how right. to do that, and that's what you're talking about, and that's what all your shows are about. Yeah, well, and so where's you know okay, so we we think that okay for one part of that little piece of the puzzle is just even getting people to understand that you can do self care mm-hmm. to make in your overall health and wellness. But what about the people who just want that quick fix? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we reach that population where they've been brainwashed, in my opinion, into feeling like a pill is going to fix any mm-hmm. ill they have? Those are my favorite clients when they walk in the door because they've said, I have tried everything I can try. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried, and I've been to doctor after doctor and they finally the doctor say, well, there's nothing more we can do for you. Right. And that was my own story too. I, I wrote the story about my daughter's allergies and I, the doctors just kept giving her antibiotics and it was a, it was an allergy that we were not fixing. So right. we had to get to the heart of that. And I just said, okay, you, if you can't help me, I'm going to start finding people who can. And that's when I started to go outside the box of traditional right. medicine until I found things that worked. And once I found those things that worked, I was already open to that. I have six chiropractors in my family. So I kind of knew a pathway to start, but I started looking at all those other modalities. That's when I started seeing that when my clients complain about the similar thing, I'm like, have you tried this? Have you tried that? Have you tried? Well, I know this practitioner maybe tried to go with them. So I started doing this case management approach and lo and behold, they were getting better, you know? So that's what started the whole thing in my practice. And then I thought, well, we should all do this. <laughs> Why are we yeah. all doing this? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we have on the one end, we've got the community, right? And it's and it's getting them to understand that you do have some personal responsibility here, you know, and there are things that we can do. And we've got some people who are, you know, they're all, all bored with that. And on the second side, you've got where you got into that. Okay, insurance isn't covering it. So I can't afford, you know, we and and again that goes over to us with personal responsibility, but let's talk about how do we educate our doctors to say, you know what? Having a health coach as part of your practice might be really really good for your your patients, you know, or you know, so that they can talk to your patients about lifestyles. We know doctors are given such a short window of time mm-hmm. with their patients. Are you finding that to be a piece of that puzzle? Absolutely. And and I the there are organizations I've mentioned in the book too who are helping to unite those two groups together so they can educate each other. It's coming along. It's, it, I mean, I hear more and more stories about physicians who are more familiar with it or incorporating it. It's coming along. Okay. But it's slow. <laughs> and and uh, I do, I still hear the stories of, oh, don't take any of those supplements. Don't do any of that. You know, d- don't add anything to it because this is what we know and this is what we can 
we have research on, well, there's lots of research. We just don't incorporate the research. Yeah. Right. What do you think is your biggest roadblock there? Uh, for the research or the connecting the doctor with the holistic community? Connecting. Yeah. You know, let, uh, because we know the doctors are busy and they've been trained in one way. And, you know, what, what's that biggest block that's stopping? You know, you said we are making progress, but it's slow. Mm -hmm. What, what's the, what's the, the, the block that you get? I, or is it multitude? It, there's a there's a multitude of it. I, I feel like this is what they're taught in school, right? So right. that's what they are familiar with. And the way our we our medical system is designed, it's like I only know cardiology, I only know neurology, I only know psychiatry. So they don't loop over to the other the other pieces. So when somebody walks in my door, I'm looking at all of that. As you said, I look at all of it. And I'm like, well, we know you're not Prozac deficient. So what is going on, right? right. So I, I'll look and, and I don't prescribe medicine. So I, that's not my, I'm not there. Right. And just, so then I'm looking at what are you eating? What is your stress level? What, you know, where are these, all these mm-hmm. elements in your life, you know, and what can we anchor you to? Where's your spirituality? Where, how, what do you do for nutrition? What do you do for exercise? I mean, that's the thing I talk about the most. So right. it's trying to anchor them to that. So I don't think physicians have the time. I mean, mm-hmm. they have to, like you said, they have minutes to see people. And, I, and I've heard the horror stories of I can only go on for one issue, you know, and, and they've got a whole system problem. So they have to pick one symptom, let's say eczema again, and right. that's not the main problem because it's really a food sensitivity issue that they're not even getting to. And they just get the cream for the eczema and they're out the door because they got to go on to the next person. And doctors have a tremendous amount of responsibility to, you know, meet the staff needs, meet the criteria of the insurance company or the DRGs in the hospital. They only have so many days to figure out what's going on. So it's, it's, they're in a crunched period. They're in a crunch thing, even yeah. in Canada. I mean, I, I'm trying to study can- Canadian healthcare, they're, they still have those same kind of problems too, right? They're right. waiting for months and months and months to be seen. Right. So it's definitely, a, we have a system problem. We do. Oh, it's a definite system. You know, I was reading um, in one of my researches that I did, what is the annual health care cost cu- currently today? Do you know what that annual cost is? The last time I looked it up, I have an alert coming on my phone, but the last time I looked it up, it was like 17,000 per person, something. It was, we're still very high and we rank like 26th. It's, I, yeah. I mean, to be, to be such an evolved nation, right. You mm-hmm. know, and have at our dispensary, you know, so many things to have it. And when we put those into 17,000 per person, we put that into, what do we have? 327 million people, you know, go ahead and do the math. (laughs) It's it's mind boggling what that cost is. And with all the science behind us, we continue to have obesity escalating. We continue to have, uh, we now have over 200 autoimmune diseases. When I was a child, I never even heard of an autoimmune disease, right? Right. You know, so all these things continue to escalate. So, so science alone is not the answer. I, 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 you know, I, I know I, I put that out vaguely. Is it the pharmaceutical companies that are holding everything back? I'm not an expert on pharmaceuticals because, as I said, I'm not a doctor. Um, right. I think they 
have an essential role to help us with, I mean, and they, we have come a long way because we've come up with medicines and immunizations to help stop, you know, really, really death, deathly diseases. Do I think that we become dependent on them? Yes. Yes, I do. And, and again, it's more of a symptom treatment versus a cure. Hey there. I wanted to take a minute to talk about the everyday products you are using in your home. Many of us are label hunting. They're examining every product in the house to make sure it's toxic free. And I totally understand that, hey, we're not all scientists and maybe we just want that easy button to help pick the right products. That's why I aligned with Young Living, a whole health and wellness company that has all the clean products you know. From essential oils to personal care products, makeup, supplements, items for kids and babies, and the list goes on. Almost any everyday item you could think of using. And the best part is, Young Living's products are seed to seal. They're backed by high quality standards. They're the leader in the industry and one of the only essential oil companies that have their own farms. I've been there, they're incredible. These are great natural products that you can use right at home. If you wanna shop worry-free for home products, click my link in the show notes and see the quality products from Young Living. So are your talks when you're trying to say, okay, guys, look, we can't fight. We can't blame, you know, everything over here or everything over here. We've got to start working together. Are your conversations happening with the physicians Mm -hmm. and the clinics? Are you having conversations with the um, insurance companies? Where are you, you know, where, where are you needing the work? Well, right now we're reaching out to consumers and providers. That those are the two surveys on our on our website. Mm-hmm. And the I have some of the consumer answers because the the conversation that I want to have is what do you want? What do what yes. do you want? And can I read some of them? Yes, because please. So All right, they some have said tear down and rebuild. I want mm-hmm. I would want it to be individually tailored to me and my needs. There's too many to list. Mostly I'd prefer not to pay for insurance and spend money on the actual health-related products and services that I want. More focus on prevention and addressing root causes of illness, completely different cancer care, chiropractic and massage therapy, more holistic alternatives. I'd like to see complementary modalities made available to patients and clients as often as current Western medicine models with support from both sides for the improved outcome of patients and clients. Doctors mm. to solve the problem and not have crippling costs. Holistic care to be covered. I have catastrophic coverage only because I never go to a quote, quote, real doctor. I only I always have to pay out of pocket. So one of the things I've asked people, this is the debate I would love to be in a town hall meeting with, is <laughs> do you actually want it covered or do you want to pay for it yourself? I mean, what if we gave you all the money that you pay for your health insurance and said, you have to use it towards your health and wellness right? You can't just go out and buy a house with it. But what what would you use it for? I would love to have that conversation because I do think some people still want it covered because mm-hmm. we're used to that. But and, and you have people like me, for instance. I go to a, a doctor once a year for my well care visit. That's it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's every other year. I'm <laughs> just going to put it out there. I don't use it, yet I pay over $12,000 a year to have insurance. Now, that's just my premium cost. 
if I would go to a doctor, I'm still paying out of pocket until I reach my $6,000 deductible. So my out of pocket expense to use my insurance is $18,000 a year. That's all a lot. I mean, and I got to think I'm on the light side to that. What do you see? Absolutely. That I mean, the costs are high and there's, because we have high deductibles now too, I know mine is really high as well. Mm-hmm. It's almost a phantom benefit. I get 10 chiropractic visits a year. I max out my benefit before my benefits even start. So I end up paying it for my deductible anyway. So it's not really covered, you know, I, it's, so I think we see a lot of that too. And again, I would love to be able to have the conversations with the consumer and say, I mean, we're th- I'm throwing out these numbers for a reason. $18,000 a year. Mm-hmm. What could you personally do yes. with that money versus forking it over to somebody else to decide exactly how that needs to be spent for you? Can I speak to a bigger issue around the money part too? Oh, please, please. It's one of the chapters I wrote about, I called it healthcare math. Because what we think we actually make, we don't make. And I use the example of my husband's, this is actual numbers, right? From his W-2. He started off with six, they said, okay, we're going to pay you 69,692. Then we're going to pay for benefits. So 28,000 more. So it looks like he makes 98,000 a year, you know, plus, plus some change. That sounds great. But what it really is, now we have to deduct what they take out for insurance for our whole family mm-hmm. and uh, minus taxes. Mm-hmm. Now his income is 56. Now we're going to take out our deductible, which is really high, like I said, plus the 20% co-pays of anything we go do. So it really, after his, after all that's taken back out, what he really gets is $40,000 a year. He thinks he makes 98. Okay. Right. And that's the, that math messes with us very, it's very a big problem because that's the math we use to go buy a house and a car. Cause they say, how much do you make? And that's the, that's the amount that's on our W2. So that's the amount we go with, but that's not really what ends up in our pocket. And then when we're short of money, cause we have to have the house and the car. Now we, we we're on the hook for it. What do we shortchange? food? We're going to buy cheap food. Because we can't afford it. We're going to buy mac and cheese and tuna and, you know, whatever we can buy at a hamburger helper and and, and fast food because we're not going to get organic foods really expensive. So we're not going to spend money on that. We can't. So I I really think that I have um, I've hosted seven exchange students. So in Europe, all of them have national health care. So I've learned a lot about that. Okay. And, and when I ask them how much, now they're all adults, when I ask them how much they make, they do not even tell me the pre-taxed amount because they take half 50% taxes out. Right. They tell me what's left over. That's what they budget their life on that. We do not do that. And no. it is up of the way we think about our whole, the rest of our life. So that to me is one of the big problems. <laughs> well, and not even just with healthcare, you know, you talked about, you know, this is what we have left over to pay our mortgage. This is the numbers that we're using when we buy a car, a house, we're, you know, doing our budgets, but, and, and we have to look at those real numbers. That's so true to, to say, you know, in other countries, their income is based on what they receive in their pocket. Right. 
right? Not not pre-tax. I mean, we don't even have to get into the tax, you know, discussion here. But that is that's a real good analogy to walk people through. Do you have like a quiz on people on your website? Like you should make a quiz, not even like a quiz, but it's just, hey, plug in your numbers. See what that's your real idea. income is. That's a great idea. Maybe we'll do that one of these days. <laughs> we'll create you, you we'll, we'll create a we'll create a dual one. You stick it out on your your site and I'll stick it out on mine. I mean because people need to understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to understand what your true cost is and I guess I talk mine because I'm I'm self-employed, so I don't have I mean taxes I'm paying out. I, you know I have to deduct you know myself, so I'm, I'm yep. in a little different situation. You know where we understand those bottom line numbers, right? Yeah, and and people don't understand their healthcare coverage either. They really don't understand what is covered, what is not covered. It's so confusing. It, it really is. So that's a, that's a bigger part of the problem too. And it shouldn't be. Oh my gosh. You know, you, you should be, in my opinion, you should be able to go to any doctor that you want to go to. And, it, and if you're paying for insurance, it should be covered. If you're paying out a premium, it's covered. You don't have a deductible. You don't have a copay. It's covered. The problem is on a back end is that even though we're getting these astronomical um, premiums that people are paying for their insurance, we have such a sick nation mm-hmm. that they're not even not even tapping into the cost of, of health care as a nation, are they? You know? No, and they're just going to go up. We can't even capture. You said how much you pay for your health care, but you didn't say how much you pay for your holistic health care or your alternative and complementary oh. health care. And, and I know I, I already said I, I max out my benefits before they even start. So I keep going to the chiropractor every week faithfully. I get massages every month faithfully. Right. I mean, I take nutritional supplements all the time, every day. So there's all these things that we're spending money on that is not captured. And that is one of the things I wanted to do with my plan is to capture what we are doing to stay healthy and well and use that as our baseline. Like these are the things you should be doing to stay healthy and well. Right. And yeah. that goal is to stay there, not to get into the symptom sick care. Right. right. So what I was trying to capture with uh, we created a discount membership program. And that's what we're trying to build. And I'm reaching out to leaders in the community to see if we can find someone to work with us. But right now we're just trying to talk to the consumers and get their feedback and get momentum, because wouldn't it be great if we were like AARP and we have this wonderful umbrella of the millions of people that use holistic and alternative care and say, Hey, we want a voice too. We want, we want to be able to say our laws are, we can, we still want these things for our health care. We want to have a lobby. That's right. we want these things. Like, yeah. That's what I want. That's what we're trying to build. So uh, I'm really happy to be on the show so I can at least reach other people to say, you know, connect with us, tell us what you want and help us get there. Right. Well, in my community, especially guys, l- listen, our decisions that we make for our healthcare and the things that we know to be true and 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 valid for ourselves is also for everyone else too. You know, my audience knows these things that we talk about that you know the things that we need to do on a daily basis and we have to be stronger advocates out there if we don't want it to be squished. We we have seen 
over the past year, you know, with this pandemic, that the holistic voice has been squashed. Um, you know, that it doesn't meet mainstream, you know, what the what the storyline is that they want to put out there. And so we get quieted, mm-hmm. you know, with our message and we don't want to be quieted, you know, because we know yeah. that's a truth. So how can people reach out to you? How can they help? How can they be if this is your calling and you want to make a, a change for the better and, you know, how healthcare is going to look for our nation if you know, what can we do mm-hmm. with this well, fight? Yeah, as far as reaching out to us, our website would be the best place to go, okay. com, And there's all of our links are there and the surveys are there as well. Uh, and if you're and if it's a if it's an established um, either institution or uh, some sort of holistic company who wants to use our idea, that's on there too. If you want to partner with us, we're, that's what we're looking for is someone who can take this to the next level. Meanwhile, we're going to keep the conversation going. If you're a provider, you go to that same website and you reach out to us and we're going to help promote you and on our tips and tricks on our YouTube videos that we promote other providers to say, hey, this is what this person says can help you stay healthy. So it's it's just building that network, building that momentum, building the movement. I love it. And it, and and your voice does matter. Your voice does matter. When we keep adding the voices together, we get a powerful um, you know, calling that that's going to make a difference and it all takes money too, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we need to be out there lobbying. Um, because there are powerful, powerful sources that are lobbying against it. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah, know, unfortunately, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think your biggest need is right now? How you know? How can our listeners, um, you know, really make an impact in this movement? That I would love to hear their answers to some of these questions. That to me, and honestly, they could call me up. My number's on there. Like, call us, tell us, let's talk. Um, any this is helpful because it reaches more people. I I love my holistic practice. I have a wonderful practice. I love my patients. I help you know forty a week. Let's say mm-hmm. I want to help forty thousand a week. I want to. I want. I really, really. I'm looking for a big industry that's ready to do this, and I think it's coming. I really do. There are big. You know, the Functional Medicine Institute is one of those people. Whole Health Institute just de- got developed this year. So there's other institutes that are looking at this kind of healthcare change too. Um, we just got to keep talking about it. And uh, you know what? I've also talked to people who have been trying to do this for 20, 30 years as well. And they're discouraged because there's so many barriers to what, you know, what we're trying to do. Right. I, I think, you know, I'm in my fifties and people who are in their twenties and thirties still think this is a good idea. So we have to just keep the conversation going right. so that we can have what we need. And we, and our most importantly, it's, it's your health and it's your choice. I mean, what you want to do, chiropractic and massage might be the best thing for me, but acupuncture and um, a dietitian might be what you need, you know, that's, that's, I think people should have a choice about what they want to do too. Amen, sister, because um, in today's world, the insurance company is deciding your care. It is not the doctor. It is not you. It is the insurance company who has 
I mean, how that got passed along and that's where that's happening is is beyond me. All right. We're at the end of our 30 minutes here. And I'm just I can just feel the passion that you have. And and of course, you know, I do, too, with it. But I want to leave this final moments for you. Number one, let's make sure that uh, people know you said Bridget.com and that's BridgetMovement.com. BridgetMovement.com. And we'll make sure that we get that into the show notes, BridgetMovement.com. But I give the final floor to you. I just want to tell everyone that I'm trying to create a relationship with you and get to know you. I've been working at this since 2009, but I wasn't great at continuing the relationship. So I still want to hear from people. I want to make sure we're on the right track. I would love, you know, if you want, I tried to make the book is, see how to get it there. I tried to make it as accessible as possible. It's only $2 on Amazon. Um, So I just want to start the conversation with you. So that's, that's my biggest wish right now that I'm not, I'm not selling anything. I don't want your money right now. I don't want that. That's not what I'm trying to do. I just want to see what we can do to make it better. Awesome. I absolutely love that. Teresa, thank you so much for coming on the show, being part of this. I know you've got such a strong momentum behind you, and I can't wait to see where this goes to. Thank you you so much, Amy. You bet. That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator, and we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.